what's going on guys you already know who it is your boy bt be sweet be sweet dollar t or brandon you already know what's up bro how you guys doing got a special guest with us today in the grand valley career center yeah carlos carlos martinez hey hey what's going on how you doing carlos i'm doing all right talk closer to the mic brandon I'm going to slightly coach them, even though I don't know what I'm doing. Just because right, I've had right. a podcast or two before myself. Okay. Okay. How's your yeah. day going so far? It's busy for a Friday. Really? You know, usually in my mind, I tell myself Fridays aren't that busy. Okay. But we have career fair coming up next week. So you've been having more people kind of trickling in than than a typical Friday. Okay. That's big. That's big. Um, You know, you obviously talked about, you know, you said you're career advising. You know, we're at the career center. Um, could you kind of tell us more about your journey to where you are now, you know, from like, you know, obviously not everything, but, you know, kind of sum it up a little bit. How far back you want me to go? Um, High school, college? mm, Probably college. College? Yeah. I'm going to give you a line on high school, though. Okay. All right. So I graduated from Grand Rapids Central High School. Okay. Uh, I did my undergrad at Michigan State where I majored in sociology Mm -hmm. and my Original plan was to actually get a PhD. So I always knew I wanted a PhD. I, you know, I like learning. I like reading, learning about history, culture. Uh, but one of the, the interesting things that happens is called life. <laughs> and the, my very last semester of, of college, my wife now, girlfriend then, was pregnant. And so we had to switch up the plants a little bit. And I ended up moving back to Grand Rapids. Uh, luckily, I've always liked working with students. And the job I was able to land was working in the admissions office at Grand Valley. Nice. And, and so while working there, a benefit of working at a university is they pay your master's. So I got my master's for free, and then I transitioned over to the career center. And that's where I'm at now. So my major was sociology. Okay. Right? And, and so a common question I get all the time is what am I going to do with that major when people come into my office? It's easier. You're in the business field, Brandon, right? Yes. What's your major? Um, also in the business field. In the business field, right? So it's yeah. a lot It's a lot more straightforward. People mm-hmm. kind of get it. You're majoring in business. You're going to work in the business world in some capacity, mm-hmm. but it's not always straightforward for other people, and, and that's a lot what I had to learn. So I used some mentors. They kind of pushed me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. You know, like, like for me personally, like I've been here – I'm a junior right now, obviously, and I've just been in here more lately than ever. Um, just, like, with this whole week, like, I had a huge test, mm-hmm. and I didn't do as well as I thought I would do, you know. And, like, that was just, like, really hard for me. Mm-hmm. But, like, I felt like coming to the career center, they're just always here to, like they said, advise you, you know, just make you feel better. And they're just here to help you because, you know, at the end of the day, it's, I mean, a grade is just a grade. I mean, mm-hmm. eventually it's, it's not going to matter. It's just when you – you know, getting that first job, like, that's all it really is about. And then from that point on, you're just in control of your career. Yeah. Know. How you feel about that, Nick? Yeah, I feel the same. Um, I guess for me, like, I was looking at it like a grade is just a grade as well. <laughs> but, I mean, to kind of get to that next point where you kind of have to do well with the grades. Um, so this is actually only the second time I've ever been in the career center or whatever shame i know i know everybody always says go to the career center and i'm always like yeah i'll get there i'll get there and this is and this this is the second time in both times for this semester and so it's cool to see the resources that are, are available to students i just i'm one that never takes advantage of all the resources available to a college student yeah you know the, the thing is everybody has their own journey yeah. 
mm-hmm. right? So we all we all come from different places. Even if we're in the same community, same high school, our experiences are going to be different in college. Uh, you're going to have students who, like my college freshman, uh, my college roommate from my freshman year, he was a math major working on Calc four. Well, I was barely <laughs> I was barely getting through um, the college algebra. Right. In order for I me, to, <laughs> in order for me to get through college algebra, I had to sit in in the tutoring center twice a week, yeah. uh, and they would help me with my homework prep for upcoming exams. And I still got a D plus. So by so by pa- I've been there. Yeah. Same thing. So by passing, all I mean is that I got my credits and I could keep it moving forward. Okay. Uh, right. But but what I like to tell people, kind of when they go through some of those the, those tougher moments, is yeah, there are resources, but I, I think you hit the nail on the head, which is. It's only a grade. It's an important piece. Like it's a for real problem. Sometimes that grade will impact your career trajectory. It might mean that you'll have some challenges getting through the major, or you might have to retake a class. But but ultimately, you have to understand the value you're placing on it, right? And so some people make school a goal, but some people make you know they'll they'll, they'll extract their self worth from what that grade is, and that's where you can get in some of that tricky space where. Uh, it'll lead to more stress and you know more anxiety, which are natural feelings, but the outlook you have in those situations will play a big role. I agree with that. I mean, yeah. I know a ton of people who I went to high school with who went to college and like they dropped out or you know they got a girl pregnant or mm-hmm. something like that. So you know, I mean, it's, it's kind of I don't know for me personally, it's just kind of okay. discouraging because. Not everybody can relate to you, and not everybody mm-hmm. wants to relate to you. So not everybody understands why you do certain things. And me and Nick literally talk about this all the time. Like, you know, people like he, like he, like Nick always tells me, people won't get you. Like, and you just got to be okay with that. And you know, I'm, I'm like the person who's just nice to everybody. You know, I just mm-hmm. try to make your day, smile, anything. I think anybody deserves the time of day. The bus drivers, I mean, they get you to where you need to go. Like, just say thank you. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of falling out of that you know it's just oh it, it's it, they should do this you know it's, mm-hmm. they're getting paid to do that type of thing i don't know yeah i agree with that i think the my i was always raised my parents always said this the janitor deserves the same amount of respect as the ceo right and that's mm-hmm. kind of how i've mm-hmm. always gone about it but i think that like you said the grade is a grade too many people i i know people like this where they put their well i got an a or i'm a 4.0 student so that's they view their accomplishments in class as higher than good enough. Yeah, higher than like my accomplishments because they got an A and mm-hmm. I got a C. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question for you is, like, if you're in a position where you're hiring somebody, do you feel that 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 person with the 4.0 is more qualified than the person with a 2.5, or do you not always look at it like that, or would you look at it like what their personal fit is more than what their GPA says? Fair warning, I was never a 4.0 student. Okay. Uh, so, so no. So, and, and I'll, give you, I'll give you my perspective, but also in the context of what employers are saying. Right? I, I, truth is, I talk to employers. I, right. I'll talk to hundreds yeah. of them throughout the year uh, at career fairs, through email, etc. cetera. Uh, and your grades are important, but it's, it's more so that first or second job out of college. That first or second job, they might place a little more importance on it. Uh, it's always going to be important if you have grad school as a plan. So even if there's a small possibility you're thinking of that MBA or some other graduate degree, right. then then for sure it's gonna it's gonna play a bigger role. But outside of that, 
right? There are high-level executives across the country who were C students, right? Uh, you give me a student who was involved doing some extracurriculars and has, you know, a solid B, and oftentimes they're, they're way stronger leaders than the 4.0 student who all they did was go to class. They went to class, they went home. You know, maybe had a part-time job, maybe they didn't, but they never developed those those intangible skills that are necessary. Uh, right. em- employers, ultimately, they're hiring a set of skills, even more so than, than, than an actual major. So if you could show them that you have the adequate skills, I know political science students who beat out business major for sales positions. Really? Yeah, all the time. Because, uh, empl- you know, I you'll have that extra little hurdle mm-hmm. when you're getting through the door because they're seeing political science, but quickly what they care more about is the skill set. And so you have a couple degrees. So if you're doing like accounting, if you're doing engineering, nursing, education, one of these programs that have a certification tied to them, all right, then you have to major in that field. Outside of that, you have a bunch of wiggle room in terms of how you can target a career path uh, because there's there's a million different ways to pursue it. Again, I'm a sociology major working in careers. Yeah, man, that's, I mean, I mean, I, I, that was a great point that you you brought up. You know, when I first came to Grand Valley, like obviously I was just as lost as anyone else. I'm first generational student, so I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I didn't really know if I wanted to go to college. I was just like, all right, let's just start experimenting type of thing. And I I think that's really what college is about. And I'm just now starting to realize it. But like, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you get you get you get what you put in type of thing so i mean you put in half work you're going to get half work results if you put in full work it might not show as soon as possible but like those results are going to eventually fall so you know i think i think that's that's important to keep that mindset you know like me like i said i did bad on my test but you know the mindset is just keep just be better just keep doing it just like you said it's not always about grades it's being well-rounded type of thing but you know, we got the career fair, what, Thursday? Next Thursday, you know, the 21st of February. Tell, tell us more about that. You know, obviously it's at the DeVos Center, mm-hmm. correct? Um, like, just give me your take about how you feel about the career fair. Obviously, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's only for mm-hmm. juniors and seniors because they're getting ready to get a job or whatnot. But I feel like I was going to the career fair when I was a freshman, mm-hmm. just getting experience talking to these people. And so it's easier to stand that, out that way. Now. So, so I'll tell you this about the career fair. It's an excellent event. It's not the best event for everyone. Okay. Right. So I think a lot of times people talk about opportunities and absolutes. Mm-hmm. There, there's a million ways to find a job. There's a, a bunch of different ways to interviews, to make a resume. There are general good principles. And so the reason I always say it's an excellent event, because most studies will show that one of the most powerful things you can do when you're engaging in that job or internship search is to meet face-to-face and connect, network with somebody directly. And, and that's what you can do at the career fair. You'll have over 200 employers that show up. It's not the best event for everyone because some people are really intimidated right away. Okay. Right? And, and so it'll still work for them, but they'll need a little more coaching. Because when you walk into that room, it's it's the same. Have either ever been to the uh, – have you been to the career fair also, Nick? Yeah, okay, I, went, so you, I went to the one last night. So you've both yeah. been there, but if someone's listening who they've never been there, it's essentially a big hall. It's a really big room where you're going to see over 200 employers, all with their own little booths. And throughout the day, I want to say the last one, we had close to 1,600 people. So that can be real intimidating if, if it's your first time. 
so what I what I recommend is if you're thinking of going, go online, go through. If you're a Grand Valley student, you can log into Handshake, uh, which is the online tool we have to manage all like your your career search, and you can see all all 200 plus employers. So you know there's 230 people here, but I really only care about 15. And so in your mind, you make that big room smaller. And so you see all these people, but you know, okay, I only care about these 15. And so you go in with a plan to talk to, to just 15 booths. And then if you have some time, you talk to the other ones. And, and so I think that's going to be the key. But you want to engage in, in person. It could be through family, friends, networking events. We also have some smaller career fairs. Uh, we had a nonprofit-specific one this past Monday. They do that one twice a year. So there's other ways to connect if that really big room is just something that at this point you don't feel you're ready for. But you're right. If you're a lower classman, it's real easy to stand out. I, freshmen every year get internships there over juniors and seniors, and a big part of it is because they're just they're, they're very impressed with the fact that they even show up to a lot of the employers, and they'll get invites to connect, and, and you build that relationship because you want to show up your junior, senior year, you want that to be at least your second or third time going because the, it's a, a lot of the same employers, so you've built that relationship. And when you're a senior getting ready for that job, it's more of a friendly, familiar conversation. Yeah, that was a great point. Do you have anything to add on to that, Nate? No, I think that was I think that was good. This is my last semester. is my first time going, so obviously I'm a little behind the dun, ball dun, there. Dun. But, but, yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't take advantage of all the stuff that I should. But it was definitely overwhelming, the number mm -hmm. of people that were that were there the number of booths and mm -hmm. like you know you try and meet and there's 50 other kids also trying to meet with the same mm -hmm. people that you're trying to meet so but it's good to get that connection to meet face to face and shake some hands and that was definitely an eye-opener and obviously you get to see a lot of what's there and what's out there and especially in the mm -hmm. Grand Rapids area so it was a really good experience yeah and, and I'll, I'll, I'll plug in one of my podcasts right now so the Career Center does have a podcast to work like a Laker podcast and we have a few episodes where we're talking for about an hour on this specific topic oh really how you prep for the career fair how do you have small talk how do you uh how do you target your resume for them and if you guys have questions on any of this we could talk about it here too but <laughs> but we go in depth into into a, a lot of those specific topics nick one thing I'll, I'll share kind of about your comment though is you mentioned a few times i don't take advantage of opportunities there's a lot of students who say that um and they're getting ready to graduate and they just feel really unprepared. I'm not sure where you're feeling in your process, but it's it's never too late, right? So one of the right. things I'll tell people is, all right, so you know that you should have joined these organizations or gotten an internship, right? But you didn't, and at this point, there's literally nothing you can do about it. Right. And so what the, the better strategy is, well, what can I do today? Exactly. Is it, can I reach out to an employer and see if I can job shadow with them once a week? If you're like in the nonprofit space, can I reach out to a nonprofit? I can't do an internship right now, but maybe I could volunteer, you know, once, twice a week. So you can't control the past, but what you can do is reflect on it, identify the challenges, and make a plan for the future. <laughs> Bro, did you not just tell me that yesterday? <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah, yeah. Nick, Nick is a therapist in training. He doesn't know it yet. I don't know about that, but yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think that the one thing, too, is to not, like you just, like Carlos just stated, don't worry too much about what you haven't done and just kind of use that as an experience, a learning opportunity to kind of take that step as of like today or whatever and then go about it that way. So. Yeah, man. So, <clears throat> so like, after the career fair, mm -hmm. you know, what do you suggest that people do? Like, obviously, like, you gave them your 
your resume. They got to meet you. But what else? You know, it's a competition almost. Like, what else do they need to do to make sure, like, I need to make sure he remembered who I was type of thing. Do they do, like, a follow-up email? Do they, like, like what tips would you would, would you do? A lot of that happens before you step foot in the career fair. Okay. Right, so, so it's not. Ahead. Okay. It's not. It's not so much after. There are steps after, but before the career fair, tighten up your resume. Mm-hmm. So if you know there's over 200 employers, let's say you want to talk to 20 of them, mm-hmm. right? You may or may not have the time, but create a version of every resume you submit to a job should ideally be targeting that position. So maybe yeah. you don't have time to make 20 resumes in the next week, but you can't say I'm going to make one resume targeting accounting firms in this space and i'm going to make another resume targeting general business positions because you know what i'm majoring in accounting but i kind of have an interest in management too and so you can create an industry specific one Mm -hmm. you should have an idea how you're going to promote yourself when you talk to employers Mm -hmm. and so what that means is you could say hi i'm an accounting senior who's getting ready to graduate do you have any jobs for me (laughs) right or you could say hi how how's it going my name is Nick. I'm an accounting senior, and I've, I've done a couple internships in this space. Uh, do you have any any pathways for someone with my skill set? Or I'm just honestly here just to learn a little more. I've heard a lot of great things about your company. Can you share more so about some of your opportunities? Uh, remember that it's okay to feel nervous. Uh, realize that a lot of them are also nervous. Some of the employers are nervous when they walk into that big room and see all of you. I didn't even think uh, about that. It might be there. It might they might be a new recruiter. They might be uh, a year or two removed from college. When I went there the first time as a, as a representative of Grand Valley, I saw former friends of mine that I did undergrad with who are now recruiters for a couple of engineering firms. Oof. And so oftentimes they're there to make you feel comfortable. They're not going to be nasty. They're there to recruit and promote their companies. Don't feel bad if they say, we don't want your resume right now. Some of them don't even accept them. Uh, have a rough idea what your angle is going to be when you're discussing with them. You could have a couple of test potential questions. Uh, but just honestly, it's just a quick conversation that you're having. That's what it should feel like, a conversation, mm-hmm. not an interview, getting to know you type of thing. Yeah, ask, yeah, ask, for, ask for a business card if you, if you intend to follow up with them. And, yeah, you could follow up with them. Sometimes they'll tell you follow up with me. Sometimes you got to mm-hmm. take that initiative because uh, there are some companies that they just get too many. You know, there are always going to be companies that have a line of 15 people the entire time. And, you're, and you'll tell yourself, I'll be back in an hour, and now they have 20 people. So just keep that in mind that you're going through it, that sometimes you just have to wait. Afterwards, yeah, you could follow up with them. Go on their website. Before you go to the career fair, if you're interested in them, go on their website after the career fair so you can add something to show them that you're still engaged and, you know, you've been doing some research. You don't want to just say, hi, we talked to the career fair. You want to, you want to give them, just like with in, in basic marketing, you want to give them some sort of follow-up action. Are you making a request? Are you staying in touch? Are you saying, hey, can we chat on the phone for 15 minutes so I could pick your brain about something? Show them that you care. Yeah, and okay. that you've done some research. Yeah. And, it, I mean, it's funny that you said that because I just had an interview with Steelcase mm-hmm. with the whole the resume, mm-hmm. resume filtering thing. Like part of my um, my resume was focused more on accounting, but the position was like a marketing position. And they mm-hmm. kind of asked me, even like, we see that it says this this word in your objective, like, um, and I just told them I was like, yeah, you guys caught my my mistake or whatever. And then, but I was just upfront and honest with them. That's and, really smart. And they yeah they 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 understood it. They were like, 
oh my god we totally get that interview was supposed to only last 30 minutes it's lasted longer so it was like i just feel like if if you're just honest mm-hmm. i mean you don't want to come off too strong but just they're trying to get to know you they want to know if you will be a good fit for their company yeah so it, just give them what they want be honest uh understand that you may have weaknesses right but when you're doing that quick conversation, focus on your strengths. So you don't need to tell them, hi, my name is so-and-so, but I failed this class. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Will you still give me a That's not the time for that. <laughs> you focus on those conversations later on. Yeah. When you are engaging with them, and we can use the interview as a perfect mm-hmm. example as well, mm-hmm. you have to give them information from the position of strengths. Be prepared to discuss potential weaknesses. Yeah. Have an answer or reflection on them. Uh, they asked me to. Yeah, so. yeah. And and so, or come to the Career Center, yeah. and we can do a mock interview or just kind of talk about strategies, too. I did come to the Career Center yeah. to do a mock interview. That's good. That's good. <laughs> but, yeah, like, when I got there, you know, I was there 20 minutes probably earlier. I mean, it was real nice. It's huge. I don't know if you know Steelcase, but, yeah, like, they didn't ask me any questions about Steelcase itself. Like, it was all, like, so tell me about yourself. So tell me about this. So what are your strengths? Was this for a job or an interview? This is for a job. Okay. With yeah. Still case. Good. Good. Uh, it's every company's different. Right. Right. And, and Steel Case, they're not just selling their products; they're selling a professional brand. Exactly. Because uh, certain companies like Steel Case, they're making a really big push to hire. Uh, a younger generation of workers right now. Yeah. And, and they're they're trying to be innovative with their interview questions, their style. Uh, sometimes you'll have people who, depending on the role you're going into, they will have a few interviewers, and one of them's going to play the role of the bad guy. They might not look at you. They and so you you un, you come in approach with that understanding that I still have a game plan and I'm going to approach it that way. Okay, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Like, what are your thoughts on that? I didn't know that either. I actually interviewed. I got an internship with Enterprise. Mm-hmm. For the summer nice and i was interviewed by two people in the same room i don't think that one of them was supposed to be the bad guy per se mm-hmm. they were both pretty friendly but i never thought about the the two-person approach as to one is taking this approach with you and the other one is trying to make you feel a certain way to see how you react I'd, that's not that's not universal at all yeah it's not I never, it happens but, yeah. in some places yeah that's if, pretty interesting. If you're looking at certain federal jobs, law enforcement okay that things, makes things sense. The, yeah. you'll see a lot of those you'll see it a lot in, in those areas yeah uh, in business, it'll just depend. Sometimes you just have somebody with a nasty attitude that day, and you can't yeah. con- you can't control that. I've yeah. had that happen to me. Mm-hmm. I did an interview once, and there were five people interviewing me. One of them was on his phone texting wow. through about half of the interview, and I got upset. But then I realized that's just gonna throw me off my game. I think this person was just rude. I don't think it was like planned. Um, and so I just what I did is throughout the rest of the interview. I'll glance over at, at him, mm-hmm. but my attention were on the people that were actually paying attention to my answers. And and so that kept me in, in focus. There's always going to be at least one person smiling and looking at you. Mm-hmm. If, you if you only got one, you you, you get Sorry. your energy out of them. <laughs> Don't let the negativity drain your energy in that interview because you want to control that conversation as much as possible. Yeah, that's that's a great point. I mean... I mean, you hit it on the bar. You got anything else to add? Any other questions? I don't think so. Not not on that. <sighs> or on anything. It was, it was pretty. Yeah, pretty I mean, good. what's today? Today Friday. It is. <laughs> what do you got going on this weekend? Uh, probably just working out Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. What? Yeah, I do a little Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. That's it's that's, it's my hobby. That's what's up. It's my hobby. Yeah, slight that's passion. Sweet. So I'll go work out. Uh, other than that, just hang out with my wife and daughter. That's nice, you know. Um, 
I like to ask this question a lot. Obviously, it'd probably be a yes, but it's like, if you could go back and change anything, would you want and what would you change if you could change anything about Th- your this, journey? This is also a cheesy answer, but no, okay. I wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. And, and And the reason I wouldn't change anything is because you, the person you are today, is a collection of your former experiences, challenges, and success. And when you encounter challenges like struggling with college algebra while your roommate's you know, doing really well in a high-level math, <laughs> I, th- I think it teaches you and it helps build character. Uh, yeah. and, and even the, the positive things that I've done, I think all your challenges and failures make up who you are today. And so if I were to change some certain major aspe- aspects of my path, past, then it would mean that a major aspect of my character today would be different. That's deep. Yeah. Okay. That's deep. Uh, that's, so sociology. Yeah, that would be do. my same exact answer. I wouldn't change anything. Yeah, that's that's cool. I mean, do you guys have anything else that you guys wanted to discuss? I mean, I I think that you guys have a cool project going here. Okay. Appreciate can I that. can I give you an assessment of your podcasting? Let's go. Yeah. So you can have it on record. Let's Let me go. hear. I I think that you're you're still finding your voice, which right. is which is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's actually a good thing. It happens. Okay. Uh, and and as you find your voice and your interview style, right, because I've, I've done what you're doing today. Like, today we just kind of walked in and talked about it. Mm-hmm. That can work for me when I know a subject. Right. I quickly realized that when I didn't know a subject, I got stuck. I didn't know the questions to ask. I didn't know the proper way to transition. One area that I could see you've improved on, because I heard a piece of some of your older interviews, is transitioning from one question to another, mm-hmm. because that that's that's a tough thing to do. Yeah, uh, and I can tell you have a, a a friendship where you vibe well off of one another. Yeah, I don't know how it's coming off in the recording though really? that you vibe well off of one another. Okay, but I don't think you can force that either. I think that's going to be a natural progression of just recording more. So as you record more, the dynamic will change and your friendship will change. Yeah. Because you're going to discover things about each other just recording it. That's what happened because I, I had a podcast prior to this Career Center one, and it, it was with a, a, a really good friend of mine. We learned about each other through episodes. I learned new perspectives, and our friendship actually grew because we were learning about each other through interviewing others. Yeah, but I like it. I appreciate I say, I say keep it, keep yeah, it, keep too. pushing. You know, we, I mean, like me and Nick come a long way. You know, Nick, this is this started off as an idea just in your house pacing and we went to best buy and then yeah so it's been pretty cool to see it you know and then one day we may be able to look look back and be like man we really just did that that type of thing and, so. and i like big 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 picture thinking right imagine 40 years from now mm-hmm. you might have kids or family member hey look this is what we were doing in college this is a good buddy of mine maybe you still are around each other maybe you live across the world from each other yeah. but now you have something that's going to be recorded forever. literally forever mm-hmm Right, so I did I did interviews with uh, some older older gentlemen who were part of like civil rights movements in Chicago. Oh, nice! And when we were done interviewing, I, I I talked to my my friend Christian, who we were my co-host. We were like, you know what? This could honestly be made into a book or documentary where we just recorded. And slowly over the last two years, there's been documentaries made about it because he's just started kind of going back on it. His name's Chacha Jimenez. He was founder of uh, Chacha. He was founder of. Uh, he turned a street gang, a Puerto Rican street gang in Chicago, 
into a human and human rights organization. So they would work together with orcs like the Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. There was a group of, of poor whites called uh, the Young Patriots. And so they had something called the Rainbow Coalition. And it was the original Rainbow Coalition with like poor, lower income people around Chicago that were working to like better their community. Uh, and so we, we got some of that history. And that's, that's the kind of potential that a platform like podcasting has. Because as you continue growing it, you might bring in some interesting people. I can I can take this same interview one day and say, hey, show my daughter who's six right now. This is what I was talking about when you were six. Right. Yeah. So that's, really that's, cool, that's, that's yeah. the cool thing about recording something in the long. So you're, what you're doing is this is you can double this as some sort of oral history project. What was life like for Grand Valley students in the late two, two, 2010s? Is that how you say it? I 2010? So. In so. the late 2010s, what was life like? And, and that's what you're documenting right now whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about that, to be honest. Yeah. That's really neat. <laughs> That's pretty neat. Yeah. Um, so let me just pose a question. Um, what initiatives are you are you guys taking to put yourself in the best position possible? You know, whether it's right now, whether it's for that job that you want in the future, whether it's just in your life, what, what, what initiatives are you taking? You know, so... Let us know. Carlos, you want to shout out anything? You know, Instagram, any career center? You know, no, I, don't, I don't plug in my personal Instagram. Uh, okay. It's it's public, Okay, but I, I don't plug it where, okay. where students might find it. If they find it, I'll add okay. you. But if not, I, I don't really, I don't. I try to keep those separate. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you can connect with me through just gvsu.edu forward slash careers. You're on LinkedIn too, right? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, Carlos Martinez. Okay. Honestly, you can find me. If you find me, you can add yeah. me. It's cool. Yeah. I, I just usually don't <laughs> plug it. Yeah. I get, uh, I get that's, that. that's all I do. When, when it's a student-related thing, I'll separate it. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. inappropriate on mine, right. but I still separate it. That's cool. So I, I think it's good practice when you work with a, a large community. Mm-hmm. Right. And for people who – I didn't mean to cut you off. Are you good? But for people who don't know where the career center is, where can they find one? If, maybe if they're in Allendale, if they're in yeah. downtown, you know. Yeah, you're doing my job for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not, no, because I forgot to say that. Uh, so downtown, we're in, in DeVos Hall in the B, first floor of the B-Wing. And if you're in Allendale, we're in the second floor of the Student Services Building. Okay. There's a small chance that if you hear this and it's fall 2019, our Allendale location may have changed. So just go to the website. Ooh. They might move us around. Yeah. Okay. All Stay right. tuned. Yeah, we appreciate it. You guys All know right, where to follow you. us. You know, leave us a question. Yeah. I mean. And we hit the 30 minutes. Yep. Awesome. Thank All you, right. Carlos. Peace you're out. You're welcome.